Hey, YouTubers and friends, how are you doing tonight? Sorry about the hot mic bit during the, the live stream countdown, but hey, you know what it is. It's a live show and, you know, it happens. What can I say? Uh, tonight, we have a young gentleman from the eastern states, like Jesse and I. Uh, I found him on TikTok. He has a huge following on TikTok. I enjoy his shorts over there. And I followed him here to YouTube. And we're having him on our show tonight. His name is Prospector Tuck. Um, I, I like his style. He... He seems to know what he's talking about when he's talking about plugs and relics and whatnot. So, you know, the rest of the show, we can keep Jesse in control. We'll be about Tuck. And um, we'll have a really good time with all of you out there. So don't go away. We'll be right back. TikTok and the shorts on YouTube are are getting so big and why they're pushing because the reality is that's all we want to watch. Right. <laughs> you know, and I don't want go ahead. I've I've found that, you know, making that switch to short form content. So I, I started on YouTube in uh it was 2020. Um right. and I, you know, I heard of TikTok. I had never wanted to get it because I didn't want to didn't want to involve myself in it, but I had a few friends say, listen, like you just got to post some of these things you're finding. Like they're crazy. They're interesting. Um, I found that making short form content really made me become a better storyteller because if you're, you yeah, know, you only got a few seconds, you only got a few seconds. You have, you know, three, five seconds to hook them. And then you got a couple more seconds to really get them or tell them something of value. Um, and, you know, at, at some point I'm going to transition back into YouTube where I have longer videos and I can really give some of my insights in a longer form. I do think that long form content still has a place, especially in metal detecting and informational things like what we do. Right. Um, right. But yeah, like going to short form really made me become a better storyteller because, you know, you only have so much time. Okay. To get yeah, someone let, let, let's save that for the show since Ed's already got us on and they're listening to us anyway. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start our show and then we'll get right back to this, all right? Because you know, it. yeah, it's it's cool stuff, kind of. I thought we were I thought we were on. <laughs> we, we, we we were. We, we, we were. put us on. We were. But, but, 
but you you know the sequence, Jesse, and there's only right. I knew he, I knew he was going to do that, but I wanted to talk to you about so many I let you know how I felt about that. Right, uh, you know? Joseph Knowlton. Thanks for joining the Flash Fam. Welcome. Thanks for hopping over from Rumble. You could also find us over at Rumble. Uh, Gold Hunter seventy seven. Looks like a David. I don't remember that name. There's so many treasure hunters out there anymore. Welcome, welcome, David Villa. David uh, Villa. Who's who's? Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. I'm not the oldest one in the room anymore. Take on David for a while. Good <laughs> day, uh, Terry Marshall. How you doing? Get Welcome, Joseph. Field. Oh, look, it's oh, run, look who's in the house. Run for the hills. <laughs> What's up, Ron? Butcher that a little. Sorry, Iron Maiden. Ron oh, Adams, no, good went, to see you. Hang on. David, I'm as old as dirt. You are older than dirt. So get it straight. What's up, Terry Marshall? <laughs> GoPro Unlimited, good to see you. And Moto Mining, our friend from Moto Vancouver Island, British Columbia. No, we did not start without you guys. Nope. Terry Curry, what's up? Alice in Wonderland says Flash. Hello, Alice. GPU, Mr. Lodak, the world's greatest moderator. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Moto. Nightbot, welcome. <laughs> he, comes at, he comes at all time. Pain in the butt. I think we got everybody. Yeah, for now. Mr. Lolak, mics are hot. Those latecomers. Sorry, we already said oh. hi and everything. Sorry. Oh, Terry Curry, the old man in the house, according to him, older than 75. There he is. You there are. you are. There's three of you as old as pterodactyl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So is David. so so is new. <laughs> Three letter word. <laughs> Why won't I let you? Uh, I don't yeah, know. David Maybe said, they don't accept subscribers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, David Alvanzetti, the artist. How are you doing? I saw some of your work last week, I think it was, on Facebook. Good job, buddy. I didn't yeah. comment to the post. So you were just uh, at Cottonwoods last weekend, huh? Yeah, I went down for Candu's birthday, Candu Veterans. Right. That is 5-0, I believe it was, and he... He had it at Cottonwood Trails. Uh, Jim's been a lot down there since the last time I was there seven years ago. And uh, since the flood where we almost got caught in when we right. were down the road a few miles from there. Uh, 
two years ago it got totally wiped out so build the gold um we got some rain friday night on night into the morning the river came up or creek came up about two and a half feet or so uh terry uh Grease Monkey Adventure or Grease Monkey Prospecting. Terry, what's Terry's channel? Oh my goodness. Uh, but his, his piglet got taken away. Ouch. Um, lost his gold heart mats, but he oh. did not lose his dream mat. I told him, there's your sign. <laughs> There's your son. Well, you know, hey, what I've noticed about Dream Mat, if once it hits the bottom, it sticks. It's not going. It's not going very far. It's too damn heavy. That thing sinks and it just sits there. I, but I mean, it, as long as there's not water getting underneath it, it's gonna just kind of hang out there. <laughs> I I could tell you this, Jesse. I'm glad. I've. I thought about, I had to walk back across the stream, put a safety line to a higher tree. At first, I didn't. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to take it for granted that this anchor and that anchor, because I had a front anchor like I normally do, and then I had a back anchor so my dredge wouldn't motorboat up on me. And so I'm like, well, if we get swift current, that will go downstream. So I'm going to put up a safety rope, which I did, thank goodness. But surprised you didn't I, pull it out. I I'm surprised you didn't pull it out. I'm going to have to go rescue Dredge 911. <laughs> but if it would have got deeper, it would have started porpoising because of my anchors. Uh, right. Kind of like uh, Thomas, uh, you know, Lucky Ducky Thomas folks that year at the North. Yes. Where his started yes. going under. Don G, good to see Don G. you. Uh, did you put that dress? Yeah, that was. Uh, yes, I did, Terry. Yes, I did. I'm surprised you didn't pull it out. You, you, you know better than that. Oh, Especially here in this area. A when lot the water of times I do. Wes, hippie explorer, good to see you. Um, I at first the the forecast wasn't that bad, Jesse. And then it just kind of like exploded wait. to the west of us. And next thing you know, it was from the Gulf of Mexico to Canada. And and you trust your weatherman? I trust my weatherman about as much as I trust my government. But, you know. No, I don't as trust as as the weather that. channel. And if, <laughs> if I would have watched uh, you all, whatever his name is, on, uh, on YouTube, who's more right than wrong. Oh, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. We, I watch him. He's pretty good. He kind of gives you an idea what's going to be happening. Something. Rufus, I, I think you're the, aren't you the guy who won that dream mat off of me? Rufus. And Chris's 
Bogas's giveaway a couple years Rupatris, back. Rupatris. Rooted Rockhound. I think he is. Rockhound. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Oh, um, no slipping ball. But yeah, I didn't have to, but I probably should have. Uh, Jim, you know, Jim McIntyre, his four inch, his anchor broke loose and floated down the room because it was HD shovel head tied to the bank and on a little gravel bar he was working his his dredge, then Jim's dredge, then my dredge. Uh, I woke up in the morning said, huh, Ed's dredge is there. My dredge looks good as long as the water don't come up. It already stopped <laughs> raining. And, and um, I'm like, but where's Jim's dredge? And then Jim said to me later that day, he's like, I went out. I go, well, there's there's Callie Ed or HDs. There's Ed Marvin's. Check and out some of the. He goes, okay. But he didn't think about his own dredge till he was on the shitter. Beep. <laughs> he, he, he was in the outhouse Beep. thinking he was taking a hey, dump. And dredge? he's like, wait a second. My dredge was between their dredges. But <laughs> apparently, it kept. He had a huge slab uh, for an anchor. And. It broke free, floated down, and slid along that bedrock there. Uh, there's a long stretch that's bedrock. And it slid across that bedrock, then finally dropped into one of his old dredge holes and <coughs> stayed put. Uh, but JP's, JP Lonsmore pump went under. Uh, oh. One of Jim's pumps with his high banker went totally under. That whole gravel bar went under. Uh, but it cleaned up fairly fast. I had to move to the gravel bar off my bedrock crack. You know how, you know how it gets up around here and in the Midwest, you know? It can, it can drizzle of... somewhere up the, along the way and you'll get flooded for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But uh, check this out. Uh, when I talked about the weatherman, right? Hit me, he goes, I have a bee that tells the weather. And then uh, somebody was it? Rufus is a little said they. He's bad about Oh, that. yeah. Joseph, That's okay. Joseph. We'll, we'll have to make sure we, we try and remember all our lurkers. Oh, yeah. We forgot about the lurkers. But uh, Joseph Dalton says, I have a weather knee and toes. <laughs> I know that feeling too. Yeah, there, oh, Ruby's there got a, a weather time ankle. Where my knees would hurt really bad, but one day my knees locked up, my right and left knee locked up, made a huge pop and got warm for a minute. And ever since then, it hasn't hurt. And it hasn't told me when foul weather was. MJ, how are you? Thomas. MJ. Lucky Ducky Thomas, folks. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Thomas. Was he up there? Did you see him this weekend? No, he didn't come down. I was kind of expecting Thomas. 
I was kind of ex because I know Thomas likes going to Cottonwood, and I was kind of expecting mm -hmm. Ben Shears, uh, but they never showed up. Uh, which okay, but there was a good crowd. Harry Grease Monkey, Grease Monkey Adventures, I. Uh, he told me during JP's bar, he goes, Ed, try and make it down to Cottonwood for the weekend of the 20th, 20th 21st. Uh, it's Candu's birthday. We're meeting down there. And the next thing you know, he, he kind of snowballed and turned into the first Freedom Fest. And we had... Vendetta prospecting from Arizona, Carson prospecting from Orange County, California. Uh, we had Keith Doty Adventures from New York. Uh, we had PA Patriot prospecting from Pennsylvania. We had Illinois, Ohio. We had Kentucky. Scott Sharp from Tennessee showed up. HD Chevrolet. Gemstone Judy, it was a good showing and a good time. And thanks for having it, Can Do. Opening up to everyone. Bill, how you doing, Ohio Relic Hunter? Yeah, I had a pretty eventful uh, weekend myself. Cut, finally got my lawnmower going, cut grass, weed whack, did my yard, part of my neighbor's yard because he's too old. So that was my weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, and doing doing some t-shirts and hats for the for the uh, for the Yuba. That was my weekend. Well, you're doing the order for Dream Matt, right? Up for the Yuba. Make a little uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm taking some towels with me to take. Towels, towels are up. always a hit. Cowkeen yep. prospecting. Cowkeen. Um, run for the Hills Mining, our friend from Massachusetts. Uh, Tuck, tell us about your last time out on the river. I'm going to Bath, New Hampshire in a couple weeks. Oh, for the dredge outing. But I, I want to touch base on that, Tucker. Now, you, yep. you, you came, your, your, your name is Prospector Tuck. Yep. But do you prospect? I have never prospected for gold. So how'd you uh, come up with Prospector Tuck? Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if we want to get into this part of it, but that starts with where I really started metal detecting. Yeah. Um, my, my grandfather was really into metal detecting and, uh, you know, I started metal detecting as well. Cause he was into it and he would always call me prospector. Uh, <laughs> and that's just where it came from. And when I decided I wanted to make a channel, I said, well, I'm prospector tuck. Um, but now I've, I've never prospected for gold. Um, well, it sounds like you should but yes, that's the story. Well, here, I'm going to invite you to an event here in Ohio. I'm not sure what part 
are you on the western side of your state or the eastern the uh the eastern yeah okay well it'll be a little a little bit farther drive but we've had we had people come from dubai for gold rush days at the swank west property um, new jersey jersey new york right all over all over california it's a fun weekend but every year labor day weekend the gpa buckeye chapter holds what they call gold rush days at the swank west lease in in between belleville ohio and butler ohio and if you wanted Work on another appendage of the treasure hunt in hand. You're more than welcome to come join us there, and we'll get you on on the number two end of a high banker or the suction nozzle of a dredge. And whatever gold you find, you can add to your poke. Well, it's very nice of you. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm always looking to add more and I definitely need someone to teach me. Cause I just, a, I well, don't know where to look for like where right. the deposits would actually be. And then the, you know, the technique of actually doing it, but yeah, land is well, everything. You know, that's a, that's a, that's the thing about, about the prospecting too. You can, I mean, you can go online and watch all kinds of videos and read all kinds <clears> of books and, Learn learn about all the different techniques and methods and what fors and whatnot, but until you actually get out there and do it, you don't really learn. <laughs> I mean, well, that's kind of so. like detecting. You could read books right. by right. Ram Production, like anything else, right? Or Charles Garrett or whatever on how to use a detector, and unless you get out and use it. Now, what detector do you swing, Tucker? Yeah, I use the MindLab Equinox 800. Um, I've had it since 2021. Um, before that, I used the actually the XCal 2. Um, my my other grandfather, um, my mother's father, uh, got me that one because um, I was really into the beach. Like when I was really when I was younger. Um, and then I was using that on land actually, um, and still finding great stuff. That was actually, I found my first large scent with an XCal2 on land. Um, and it was fine, but I knew, like, I did a lot of research. I asked, asked a lot of people, um, you know, what the right machine would be. And I came to the, uh, the Equinox 800 and I've, I, I say that I think I have, like a thousand hours with that machine at least um a lot of time with the with the equinox uh, that's what i swing equinox jesse has multiple and i'm not a detectorist no we're <laughs> prospectors <laughs> right last, but, but you know what's what's really cool is that is I'm able to use my metal detectors to help me find gold. My gold monster for finding gold yep. and my other ones for helping me find 
um, you know, the irons and heavy metals and stuff in, uh, in and around the water. And the fine spots to jig, you know, it's heavy, heavy sta stains with heavy. So yep. anything moving down the down the river or creek or whatever that's heavy tends to gather up with other heavy things going down the river and pretty much land in the same area. So when I can find a spot that has a lot of iron or metal in it, I want to dig there because there could be there could be gold with it. You yep. know, uh, it's well, just like another, another one of those little tricks, right? Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I could have swore I saw something about people finding uh copper like running through rocks or you know the the native copper um and finding it with metal detectors and then looking for gold in those places while you're prospecting. yeah copper is a metal yep yeah i mean it picks up your your metal detector will pick up a penny I, I've, I've heard of people finding copper float uh, in the Midwest, that uh, came That's down the during the, the glaciers when our gold yep. came down. Um, like our gold in our area was all deposited by the We have no natural occurring gold like New England does or New, uh, New York or California, Oregon, Arizona, Washington. It's much like Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, parts of Pennsylvania, stuff like that. I I believe I believe Eastern PA might have some might have some natural gold. I, I don't prospect their tech, so I haven't really done the <laughs> And like prospecting, uh, same with treasure hunting like you do, it's a lot of the battle is And where do you find gold? Where everybody, where do you find gold? Where it's been found already. Where it's yep. been found before. So. You know, it's funny, too, because you can even use that same logic with metal detecting. <laughs> because I I constantly hear stories about, well, I know this field's been picked clean, but I got, you know, this new detector, and I go in and, and find all kinds of stuff that people left behind. And I've even done that myself with my different metal detectors to see what one picks up over the other, you know, just for myself, just so I know. Right. You know, if I'm in a junk area, then I know which one I want to use. Yep. I've only got a couple, two or three, four, five. I don't know. <laughs> yep. But I don't mentally detect. At the end of the day, you know, although I'm not prospecting for gold, I, I often find that I am prospecting for old things. Um, sure. One of the, the recent permissions <laughs> I was on, the barn itself says year 1800. It's an old area. Um, but like, I know it's been moved over time with bulldozers and buildings and whatnot. And so I knew the area is old, but I got to go and I got to look, I'm just looking for anything old, like anything old. And I could not find a single thing. Like just, it must've all been pushed. I looked at old maps. It must've all been pushed around. 
And so ultimately, even if you're not finding, you know, old coins and old buckles and the stuff we're looking for, you're just looking for anything old, you know, that, that gold flake, you know, you're looking for a little bit to let you know about, you know, there's the something here. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, and then, and then, uh, like for us, we have, uh, things that in the river and the waterways that show us where the possibility of gold is, you know, because of the way, because of the nature of gold going down the creek, what it does, where it's trying to get to. And metal detecting is a little different though, because you have things like people moving things. Yep. I mean, we, we know, we know that there's stuff lost everywhere. Even where you wouldn't believe anybody's ever been, someone's lost something there. And that's that's a, that's bizarre to me, but awesome too. Um, that's why that's why it does fit that you are a prospector, in a sense that you are looking for that place to find the old things you're looking for. Right? I'm starting yep. to sound like Kamala. Holy crap! It's wow. time to find the things that we're looking for this time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's uh so you use what kind of map do you you use stuff on line? Yeah, library, a lot of that. Uh I think it was it was the channel Metal Detecting NYC. I saw his video about historicaerials.com. And that's a good place. I like that. That's too. that's where I that's where I find it. I look for old ball fields typically. Um, typically, their pictures really only go back to the '40s maximum. Um, but even then, you know, you see that little diamond shape, and that field is still a field today. I mean, there it's a gold mine, and I I found so many silver coins just from doing right. that. Um, yeah, the first time I used uh, that aerial photography, I found a couple of cellar holes out in the middle of someplace, you know, you wouldn't think yep. it was any old. I didn't really metal detect it much because I didn't have it, my metal detect, and I wasn't really into it all that much at all. I was just looking for places to prospect around because, like, we're in a glacial till area, a lot, a lot of glacial movements happen through here. So, I mean, we find big, big boulders with coarse veins running through them that don't belong here. Uh, so I was out scouting around. I, I used uh, that aerial photography, and I found a spot that showed two squares. And I'd been to that spot, and I'm going, well, that's, it's, first of all, it's a little island off the river. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's a piece of, it's a piece of ground that a little creek cuts in behind and goes right back out. So I cut a little island right there, right? But as I'm looking at the aerial, I see there's two little squares on it. Well, I knew that meant there was some kind of buildings there. Didn't know what. And I'd been out there and I hadn't seen anything like that before. So I went back out there and I tried to coordinate myself to it and I found the two cellar holes. I found mm -hmm. two, two cellar holes, a well, and a graveyard. In wow. that spot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any that was uh, weird. any bottles in those cellar holes? I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really. I was, I was just excited about being able to find them, and I really wasn't in the metal detecting that much at all. 
I was just exploring, yeah. you know, just, I like to do that just for no reason. I don't explore sometimes, yep. you know, can I find where these two places were, you know? So that's what my goal was. And I found that, found that plus, you know, the, 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 the graveyard was a trip <laughs> and I, and I'll tell you why the graveyard was a trip for me because I researched it and yeah, that was a graveyard. It's, it's in the registry. The names wow. of everybody that was there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. But yeah, that's I do like that that uh that program on yeah. It's on definitely that. a really good website. People yeah. people ask all the time, where do you find these places? Um, that's really where. Um and you know, as we've been talking about this whole time now, it's all about the location. You know, you can have the best metal detector, the best gold panning technique. The best right. drugs you've got, if it's not there, it's not there. <laughs> yes, David, curious Jesse. <laughs> Ask my wife, she'll tell you, <clears throat> why are you going down this road? Oh, I don't know. Looks like a good place to go. <laughs> like a fun road to go down. No, you're lost. Tell them the truth. <laughs> you don't know where the heck you're going. You don't want to admit it. <laughs> don't listen to her she's <laughs> don't listen to her <laughs> she's not on this show no <laughs> but yeah it's uh so you got me off track she did that on purpose you guys okay ask pro uh gopro unlimited ask prospector tech if he has to get permission on the spot yeah so I really took advantage of public land, especially in like near the beginning of my channel. Um, so I, I, I explain this to my, to my viewers all the time. So first you find the place, right? Um, Historicarials.com. Then you see who owns the land. You're hoping it's public, ultimately like a public park. Then you right. look at the ordinances of that typically township but it could be state if it's state you're it's going to be tougher but if it's like a township or something you look at their ordinances and make sure there's no rule against metal detecting and no rule against cutting sod if those two things are true then you know you're assuming it's legal and um as ed mentioned in the beginning i'm i'm serious on my channel about cutting nice plugs about leaving it how you left it because the more we do that as treasure hunters and metal detectorists the more we're going to be allowed to do these things and so right. you know it's on all of us to leave it how we found it and be respectful um and so yeah so public land making sure there's no rules against it um and then at, when it comes to private land making sure typically it's like connections you have, you know, someone, they know someone. Um, that's how I get nearly every private permission I have. Um, and then some of them I'm there by permit. I apply to the state or the city or whoever has the permit system and I pay for it. Um, and typically then I give back the historic relics that I find at those places. Um, yeah, I was on a was on a revolutionary war farm campsite there was activity in the area and so all the old stuff i found i gave back to who owned that property um that was a really cool 
uh, experience, found a lot of awesome stuff there. So, uh, you That's brought cool. up a good point, Tucker. Yeah. Uh, like I've said many a times, even if you're a YouTuber or if you're an influencer or not, generally being in our lifestyles, those who don't will look at you. So we all become ambassadors of our lifestyle. Doesn't matter lifestyle, hobby. Uh, it doesn't matter which finger of the treasure hunting hand you belong to. We do become uh, an ambassador to that hobby, that recreational sport, lifestyle, I fondly call it. But. I definitely agree with you, and don't say, oh, can I dig holes in your yard, dude? No, no. Um, it's more like, mind if I detect and look for lost and artifact, lost items and artifacts, and I, I, I mean, do that a plug. Yeah, Holes it is, it is, is kind of it. a four-letter word, isn't it? Parker? Oh yeah. It it, it it is true that that we are we represent a community that all that has a tarnished reputation because of for the prospectors back in the you know in the uh, during the gold rush. Some of the mining methods were not the best, so that didn't help. Uh, metal detectorists have been known to dig holes and leave them. They're, they're you know, well, and, and, and then, you know, other treasure hunters leaving a bad taste in, in other people's mouths because they're not representing what they do in a good light. So it's, it's really up to us, especially nowadays, with the advent of all this video, <laughs> excuse me, you can't get away with doing anything anymore without somebody videoing you somewhere, sometime, right? So the yeah. the the more that we can show, like what we push, cleaning up the area, reclaiming when you need to, pulling out more trash than you took in, that kind of stuff, I feel is really important to show people who are watching our videos, get everybody yeah. in the habit. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as my channel has grown, it's become more and more important. You know, in the beginning, I was really just showing my finds. It was sure. still similar. Um, and as I was talking about earlier about like algorithms and stuff in the beginning, I was much, much shorter, like 15 second, 20 second videos now on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, they're like a minute or so I like to tell a little bit more of a story, but like, especially now I have over 400,000 followers on TikTok. I can't, you know, I can't afford to let people think you can just go out and dig and, and screw up, you know, a public park. And so in right. nearly every single one of my metal detecting videos, I say, this is how I cut the plug. This is how I put it back every time. Like that's how I start the video and that's how I end it because at the end of the day, you know, it is just my channel, but it's also bigger than myself. It's the hobby itself. Right. And we right. want it Absolutely. To be as healthy as Absolutely. it can be. Actually, interesting fact about your TikTok, 
page, Doctor. I I believe it was four hundred and thirty-three point five thousand followers. Yep. I've been doing it since um March of twenty twenty one. And actually my and so here's a little story about that. So I started my YouTube channel in, I think it was August of 2020 before I went um, off to school. I, I go to Penn State. That was my going into freshman year at Penn State. Um, and it was the COVID lockdown. And so there was no in-person classes and I hated just sitting in my dorm all day. So I didn't go back the second semester and I started Prospector Tuck, the TikTok channel. As an attempt to grow my YouTube, I had like 50 subs on YouTube. Um, and I said, you know, I want more people to come and watch my long form YouTube videos because at the end of the day, the longer videos are more of my passion and I like editing them and I like telling right. the story and giving the history and, you know, sharing my knowledge about coins. It's less, you know, flashy 20 seconds and more, you know, I'm talking about what I know and what I'm really passionate about. And so I started the TikTok and the first video I ever posted had 700,000 views on it, like in the first couple of days. And from, I had, you know, the most views I had was maybe 30 on YouTube at that point. And it's a, it just completely blew me away the, the potential of that place. And so that's when I really started focusing on that. Obviously I've grown my YouTube since then, but it's really been just shorts, the TikToks I put on the YouTube and that grows the YouTube as well. But um, yeah, as I said, one day I want to get back into making longer videos on YouTube because at the end of the day, that is my passion. I'm a little more passionate about that than maybe about the, the, the video and the editing part. Yeah. That's more what you're into, but you're using metal detecting. Not that you're not into metal detecting, but you're using that as a vehicle to get your YouTube, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, TikTok has come out with much better monetization. And at the end of the day, I really don't need my YouTube to do well. It's just cool, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to have another platform, something to post. And at the end of the day, it's somewhere I can post longer videos. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to make my my TikToks longer, so to speak, so that I can kind of give that story history. Typically when I find something, I show like a non-Doug example or give a little bit of history about it or what I think it might be, um, which is what I would be doing in a longer video. Um, just so how, long can you, how long are TikTok videos? How long can you make them? I think they've actually increased it to up to 10 minutes now. Yeah, oh, really? I got a notice where I can make up to 10-minute videos, but I don't on TikTok. 30 seconds max, I do try and stay. Yeah, I meant, I meant on TikTok. Seconds. That's what I meant, on TikTok. You can do 10 minutes on TikTok? You can, although I don't see them come up. Like, if you know, if we get into algorithm talk, like, the algorithm doesn't like uh -huh. videos that long. I would say like maximum three minute range is like what really TikTok is. Um, but yeah, I think I've seen a shift in TikTok from the really short videos of the past to like around the minute, two minute range of like the solid post length, so to speak on there. Oh, a little bit of tidbit of information. 
for you about motivation. Uh, out of the three, Facebook, well, four, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, uh, now that YouTube is monetizing shorts, they pay the best out of the four. I, um, I just started my Facebook page about two weeks ago, or I had started it months ago, but I really just started posting and I posted one of my bottle digging videos and it has nearly 20 million views on it now on Facebook. I really don't know how the app works, but there's no monetization that I can find on the app. So I'm just 20 million views pretty much down the drain at this point. I get, you know, there's the exposure, I guess, but uh, I have not figured out how to monetize Facebook at this point. Uh, you'll get there eventually. No. It's all a marathon, right? It don't happen overnight. At least not for me. Right. <laughs> I'm Irish, so I don't have... <laughs> Um, saw a question here a minute ago. Peak up. My mic's all the way up. Is that better, David? <clears throat> yes. You were getting a little low there. Uh, Alice Kirk, in Wonderland says, Secret Creek? Alice in Wonderland says, sometimes three minutes is enough. Yeah. I've never heard her say that. Tadach. Does he throwing out his Zinda windows now? <laughs> Kirk. So what so you said you went bottle dump digging. What other stuff have you done so far? You know, you want to do prospecting. You haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, I actually recently tried magnet fishing. Mm -hmm. I found absolutely nothing. <laughs> so <too>. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if my magnet isn't strong enough. I don't know if I'm in the wrong place. No, from what I, yeah, from what I understand, you just got to keep hunting and find that dirty river. Mm. You know, that's, that's what the, that's what the Vixens told us. Just got to find She's one of the she said one of the good signs is a graffiti bridge. Hmm. Graffiti bridge typically means there's a bunch of kids hanging out there at night, partying and having a good time, throwing stuff over the edge, you know, stolen bikes or whatever. You know, just throwing stuff over the side. So graffiti bridges. Okay. Yeah, I and, and dirty cities, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, didn't have uh, any luck when I went, but I've I've tried. Yeah, my wife and I, my wife and I went out one day. We were looking all over, went up and down over bridges and stuff. We hit four or five different places, and nothing. Everything was clean, you know. And then we found one that had some trash in it, so it was fun for a little while. It's a lot of driving. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of driving. Yep. Uh, you know, it's that. That same thing with everything else. Whatever you're doing, you got to do the research. I mean, uh, the, I know the Treasure Rixons, when they were on here talking to them about it, they uh, 
Yeah, they spent hours and hours mapping out, looking at at creeks and bridges and stuff, and trying to figure out what's going to be Google Earth. Yeah, using Google Earth, what's going to be a good spot? What you know, things like that. So, yeah, it's nothing's easy, is it? <laughs> nope. Hell, I think I think you did better that day than I did. You caught. You caught a signpost. I know. <laughs> so what's your favorite find so far? Doctor? That's a, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> so I really like coins. Um, my, my grandfather, my mother's father was into coins. He taught me all about coins, gave me his coin collection. Um, so I know a lot about them, know a lot about the date ranges, all that kind of stuff. And that's really why I got into metal detecting, because I saw my my other grandfather, my dad's grandfather, who was metal detecting, finding all these awesome old coins. I said, well, I want to find old coins like that. And so as a kid, that's what I wanted to do. I was probably eight, nine, 10 years old in that range when I started and I got really into it uh, over the pandemic. But uh, anyways... The best coin I found was an 1854 seated quarter with arrows. Um, and not only was it that, but it was in like gorgeous condition. Um, looked like it was just minted. Uh, and so that was a really, really cool find. Um, maybe best story and perhaps most valuable. I found a huge gold class ring. Um, it was in a public park and I was actually live streaming while I found it. Um, and it had the initials in it. It had the date, it had the school and I contacted the school with the date and the initials. And they got me in contact with the lady who lost it. And I, I gave it to her. Um, so cool. nice. that was a, that was a cool story. Um, yeah, that one's pinned to the top of my, uh, to the top of my TikTok, it's it's huge i mean massive um so that was really fun to find and then able to give it back that was a good story have you had people come up to you and ask you to, to uh, find stuff for them hey i lost the ring here or i lost i um i have i've never been successful um <laughs> i was in a park you know i don't know I sometimes I feel like people will do that in case you find something just oh, my head. You? yeah like I found I lost a ring in this park let me know if you find one <laughs> like you know sometimes I don't know but uh I have you know looked in a park before for someone I've never I've never been able to return anything that I was told someone lost but uh I was right. able to return that one so So what's your what's your what's something I mean that you want to try next? Um I you know really well, we know you want to pay him for gold besides that. <laughs> really what I want to do is it's always like in my when I now in my position where I am, it's always about finding the next place to metal detect. Um I know we're talking about new things. I'm trying the magnet fishing. I'll I'll get back into it. I'll find a better place. But really, it's just finding new permissions, new places to go, to to stream, to make videos. Um, because really, I, I see a direct correlation between me finding good things and being in really old, cool places and how many views I get and followers I get and 
ultimately this is my job at least this summer um and so it's tough you know (laughs) i just the other day i went out there i was digging for four straight hours in the hot sun and i found nothing and so i don't have a video that day you know like that's just part of that's part of doing this you you know right it's always about finding that next place and so you know old colonial farms even post-colonial 1800s like that that's where that's where it's at and i'm always looking for the next one is is youtube or your tiktok or your let me rephrase this are your videos something that you're planning on you know trying to make a living at well um at this point it's not to the level i could make a living off of it um uh-huh. is that work, something you're striving for hopefully that would be the dream ultimately uh-huh. um i'm nearing that point i would say but um yeah as of now i'm still probably going to just be looking to work in like social media industry type stuff i uh i don't know if you're familiar with vidiq uh, yes. i definitely used vidiq um, I actually worked for VidIQ as an intern last summer. Um, so I, you know, I'm in that industry, but ultimately I would love to be able to do this full time. And I'm lucky that TikTok has changed their monetization because um, I'm I'm actually making a fair amount of money just from posting. And then I would make money from like live stream donations and things like that. Um, but yeah. I see Thomas in the chat. It's all our dream. Right. Um, and so what I was getting at is I, uh, I know that ultimately the way to make a full-time living out of social media is starting your own sort of business, something like that. Um, and so very soon I am launching prospectortuck.com and I will be selling metal detectors and treasure hunting equipment, um, soon it's not live just yet my uh my order from the distributor is getting here but i'm an official mine lab dealer an official garrett dealer um nice. working the others now but uh that's what i'm going towards um so many people ask like where do you get your machines and so now it's gonna be me from me <laughs> <laughs> so they say you just come just get a hold of me i, I got you covered yep that's cool. So you'll have a an online online store. Yep. With all the accessories and mm-hmm. EPK methods. Shovels, pinpointers, bags. Like events? Have you thought about events? Um you know, again, I'm I'm kind of like wary about meeting people in public and like, you know, maybe at some point when I'm big enough and I know like it can be very like safe and like, but at this point, I, I don't personally, I don't think I'm, I'm big enough to make it make like monetary sense and have enough people come out and, you know, um, I'm also still in school. So I, for most of the year, I'm at Penn State. I'm in State College. Um, and then like during the summers and during the breaks, I come back and I'm Prospector Tuck again. 
Um, right. There's really just no old land out there. I've tried many times. Like I really, there's no content to be had when I'm at school and I really can't do much about it. I can repost content, but uh, there's not much I can really do. So as of now, it's not, I'm still not full, full bore into this. Um, but uh, soon. We got to finish your school. Yeah, that's that's understandable for sure. To get that, get out of there and get into the real life. Yep. Um, have you tried about this? Have you tried Belichick in the school? Have they? I have not. Um, I don't know. I guess I. I guess I, I would should. love to go around the old buildings. So there are a lot of old buildings, right? But, you know, there are so many people. Like, you know, with metal detecting, you know, there's eras of trash and stuff built up. And so, you know, for example, this this 1800s farm I just got access to and then realized, well, everything's been, you know, bulldozed, fill dirt, what have you. You know, I really don't know if all the area around it has been moved. I feel like it had to have been at this point. So I think. I I was planning on um, asking someone there. I don't really know even who, but to get access to that land and just give it a shot. Um, but Maybe the history somebody, department or yeah. one of those, somebody that's that would be into the kind of stuff that you would find. You know, might start a club. <laughs> uh, start I, I was thinking of doing that. And uh, maybe the maintenance department yep i so, um i was actually doing volunteer work on campus i was like sp spreading mulch or something and the the head of the like of that department came up to me and said do you want a job here because apparently i was doing it so good um i you know i declined but um yeah so i i know who that is um so We'll we'll see. I but that is something I want to try. Ultimately, though, again, there's so many people just like on that land, even modern day, and I'm looking for stuff from you know when those buildings were built, the 1800s. We think about you know if we consider everything from the 70s and on that isn't like a gold ring, trash so to speak. Like that is decades and decades of people, right. and so like even if I Wait got it. Christmas, Seventies enough is trash. I'm, <laughs> I'm trash. <laughs> but, but you know, it, even though you have to, even though you you have to dig some of that more modern trash, um, it, it seems like it would be a really cool project for one of the clubs there. One of the, I don't know what kind of classes they have there at Penn. But I, I don't see why, I don't know, make it a project. I bet they'd let you do something. You, yeah. you never know. You never so, know. Right. All you can all they can do is say no, right? I uh I see a comment from campsite four nineteen. Do informative videos from school, gear reviews, talk about gear. I uh that that is definitely something I, I want to yep. get into. Um especially because like I get those those questions all the time right. um, and also i've been thinking about how you know i have my <laughs> website um so i i used to be 
I still am an affiliate for Kelly Co. Um, so I would sell detectors through there. Um, and so I would explain, you know, on stream in my videos, you know, this is the machine for you and this is why. And then I would get the commission off of that. Um, but I, I want to, on my own website, have my own videos talking about like, this is the Equinox 800. And like, this is why you should have this machine. This is the benefits. This is how you set it up. These are the little nuances of the machine. Um, and so I want to make videos for my website. And so that's definitely something I want to get into campsite. Yeah. You know, we started talking about, you know, the school getting, trying to get into the school of metal detector <laughs> property because it's such an old place. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it brings me to mind of, of, uh, Dan Hurd, who was a teacher up in Canada, who started, to, he was a shop teacher, started teaching his class how to prospect for gold, teaching them how to make equipment. That actually wound up to be a course at the school that he was teaching. And now he's out just, he's got his own mind and stuff. He's, I don't think he's teaching anymore. No, he but, does uh, YouTube full time and he's at a million. Yeah, he does. He's doing YouTube. And, yeah, he's strictly prospecting and mining for gold. But he started off in his school just, you know, the, them yeah. letting him teach about building some equipment. Letting him teach about how to use the equipment. Actually made a curriculum out of it and it went off pretty good. He said he had lots of people kids coming and joining right i i don't i i i can see a possibility of you getting something like that involved with the school and you know it would just take a you know a half dozen or so your classmates to go hey i want to do that like the local historical society and right the, the history yep. department on campus and I, I'm sure they give you a big green flag, especially if you're willing to let the artifacts go back to oh, the campus. Yep. And I'm, so, I'm all about that. You know, ultimately, right. I there's kind of a, a back and forth between whether or not what I'm doing as a metal detectorist is right or wrong and whether it should be a true archaeologist or not doing these things. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got permission from the person who owns the land and you're willing to give it back, there's really nothing that should be wrong with it. Um, you know, especially if the historical society is involved again, that's what I did with that uh, Rev War farm. And I was so happy to do it. I mean, you know, I'm finding sure. a, a, you know, a seam seam cast button that is like surely worn by a, a revolutionary war soldier like i don't care that i'm giving it back i just got to find this thing you um, got you got you got to do what 99 percent of the people out here are talk about and that's the adventure of the hunt so yep you're hunting you find it okay that adventure is over it's time for something else and it's <laughs> You know, so yeah, I just think I just think that uh, that the the school might be open to something like that. I don't know, especially if you can present it in a academic way to them, you know, and it doesn't cost them. <laughs> but those are the things that are that that are important, I guess. So, and you let girls in. 
let I, I want to get back. I want to ask you about. We were talking earlier about research, right? And how you're using the uh, uh, architectural air, uh, aerial photos that site. Yep. Have you looked into lidar? No, I have not. I've heard of it though. Lidar would be awesome because it would help you find cellar holes. It would help you find old old uh, foundations that are covered up, but but you know you really can't see them. I mean, you can stand there and look at it, and you see a a, a a little hill in the field there, but you really can't tell what it is. And with lidar, you can look down at it and, and figure out that it's a it's it's the foundation to a building. It's the foundation to this. It's a part of a wall. There's the rest of it going up the hill. Yeah. You know, whatever you know. But lidar is really cool. I've been watching people using lidar for a while now. Professor uh, and I guess, Wagner on Facebook is really into lidar, and he's a metal detectorist from Connecticut. Um, Tucker, and check out a fellow from PA. He's a geologist, Matt, prospecting geologist. He goes through great length on LIDAR and the same principles that he uses for prospecting, finding old mines and stuff, use the same way for what you do, you know, old dumps, old uh, basement, cellar holes, wells, or privy. Uh, if you're it's just, it's just, in that's a, a modern tool for finding old things. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, GoPro, I know he uses CalTopo app a lot. Yep. I actually used it a lot this weekend, actually. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, how'd you find it? I mean, how'd you, how'd, well, did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I just used it kind of like a GPS in a way. I I uh -huh. marked the northern boundary. I marked the southern boundary. I stripped all the vegetation so it was like LIDAR. I, I have a free version, so right. I, there's a setting you could use that almost works identically to LIDAR. And then I looked for the anomalies that I wanted to and went from there. But I just pretty much used it to do waypoints where I wanted to test where I was, where I went, and the boundary. So, but still using it, still getting to learn it. Let's uh, welcome a few people that just come in. Like somewhere in Ohio. Ed. Good to see you HD, and Judy. The other Ed, what's up, buddy? I met somewhere in Ohio today or over Did the you? weekend. And PA, cool. PA Pros Patriot Prospecting. Prospecting. I met him and his wife. Robert cool. Dupati, how are you doing? He had hey, another Graham Gold, Gold Graham <laughs> Dredging Day, a Grandma Gold Dredging Day today. He's a dredger. Oh, yeah. He. He sucks oh, big time. Yeah, he he dredges up a storm, but he's out there getting it. 
yeah, that's I the know. only way you'll get it. Get out there and get it because they right. ain't coming to you. That's right. So you you say you like coins, but is that what is that your your uh, what you would consider your specialty? Is coins? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so is there a coin that that uh, that's in your well, let's call it your white elephant, the one you haven't been able to find yet that you've been looking for. Yeah, um, it is the real. I still right. have not found Spanish silver. Um, I found other colonials. My oldest was a uh, uh, KG two half penny. Um, it was actually in gorgeous condition. It was a seventeen thirty six. It was counter stamped too. It was an awesome coin, but uh, I've <laughs> never. I have never found a Spanish silver, um, and I know whoever had that KG two in their pocket probably had a Spanish silver. So that that's my that's, that's my that's, that's, Yeah, that's that's the thing that gets you too, is because you know they're there. Yep, you know, you know they're there. Just where's mine? You'll get that off your bucket list before too yep. long. Yep, Doctor. We're we're all rooting for you. Bebo, Bebo Gold Adventures. What's up? <clears throat> where, where do you? Um, <laughs> now, now, what, what was your scariest situation ever out treasure hunt? Mm. Um. Well, so. I don't want to get into the specifics um, because I don't want people to try to do similar things. Um, I will talk about a crazy Karen story though. Um, <laughs> I was you like crazy Karens. I was metal detecting in a public park and um, like I could tell this lady was pissed that I was there, but like, I didn't, you know, you just gotta keep doing what you're doing. Um, Cause it's legal and you're allowed to be there right. and, you know, they don't own the park. Um, and so I could tell she was not happy, but whatever. And she starts just filming me. Just, just throwing out. Park. Say again? They think they own the park. Yeah, they think they own <laughs> yeah. it. But so yeah. she starts filming me and I just let it go. I'm streaming, by the way. So I have my my sisters filming me as I'm metal detecting. So we're like this crazy lady just filming us. Um, and then her like her child comes over and says, like, like, mom, what are you doing? And she says, I'm filming them and is just filming. And like, like the kid is like, what are you doing? Like, even this young kid can realize like, like right. his mom is being a weirdo right now. Um, <laughs> and I just kept doing what I was doing and she eventually stopped. Um, but that was a funny story because the I little bet. kid I... could tell like, mom, what are you doing? doing right now um, wow. <laughs> so that was funny so i mean here here's a here's a you're on youtube you're on tiktok have you had anybody come up to you and say i know who you are and be like they know your entire life know everything about you and i can understand why that can be scary but yeah. again Again, you're putting yourself out there. You're gonna have to expect that. Absolutely, interactions like that are are great. 
Um, like when something like that happens, I like it makes my day. Um, right. I don't like when like weirdos will just take a picture of me without like <laughs> saying anything or like, come on, like, <laughs> like I'm a person, you know. Um, but it was actually um, an international student in one of my classes. And he comes up to me and he says, are you an influencer? And I said, I am. And he's like, I love your videos. And it just <laughs> made my day. And it was the first day of class. And I ended up sitting next to him the whole semester. Um, and that was awesome. Um, so that was my be- that was my best interaction. I was so happy. Like it made my day, it made my semester. Because every day I went and sure. I sat next to this kid and like, it was, was talking about your videos. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's, that's something that uh, people have to understand because there are people out there that, that are just, that will definitely freak out if you walk up on them, you know, especially if they're, they're taping or streaming or, or even just recording themselves and you know who they are. And you go, oh, I know who they is. I want to go say hi to them. And they, they freak out on you. You know, if you're going to be that way, you need to not put yourself out there. That's all I got to say about that. If you're, if you're that, that, that freaked out about people approaching you, you need to not put your face out there. No, you can't even, you really can't even put your voice out there because people recognize the voice. I've been recognized by my voice. Has been recognized by his voice. You know, so it's not just Jesse was at the crater of diamonds that of was all places, away. and I was in Menards. <laughs> and we're so just, yeah, you got that's, we're that's just something you got to deal with all the time. All fry. Yep. Just beware of the Karens. Yeah. There's plenty of them out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> they come in more than one gender. Yes, they do. <laughs> Karen's and Kevin's, Ruby. Yeah, yep, Karen's and Kevin's. I'm trying. I've been trying. I, I, it, it no, is, I thought it was Any Karen's or Kevin's out there, mind you, everybody, just you. Just, <laughs> just the Karen's I mean, and Kevin's. Just the Karen's and Kevin's. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Where now? What do you want to talk about? You already, we talked about your uh, future endeavors with getting some merchandise out and getting some, getting some more uh, website. YouTube videos yeah. out. So we touched on about people recognizing you. It, Are you hooking up with a purse uh, sales company that for metal detectors? Are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Mind yeah. Mind Lab. Yeah. And who else? I'm an official Mind Lab and Garrett dealer. Uh, I don't. Awesome. I I've never used a Deus or like a Simplex, so like it it just made more sense for me at least when I'm starting to be with Mind Lab and Garrett because I use that pinpointer all the right. time. I tell people get that pinpointer. I use Mind Lab. I tell people get that metal detector, and so ultimately when I was really selling for Kellyco, I was selling those, like the things that I'm using, that's what people wanted to buy. Cause I can speak to having thousands of hours of experience with right. them. And say, this is what, 
you know, this is how this works. This is this little nuance, like little nuance that you're not going to read in a manual that, you know, um, and so ultimately those are the companies I work with right now, but I'm not opposed to working with, you know, XP. It's always, it's always easier to sell something that, you know, yep. you know, and that's uh, where, maybe. yeah. So it's just a starting point, but, uh, yeah, right. Right. Yep. So now, oh, the, I don't know if you're so watching the chat room. Videos on I, how to use them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're watching the chat room. But they're calling for some treasure porn. <laughs> <laughs> David Villa is going nuts over there with his. I, I'm really surprised oh, GoPro Unlimited hasn't really chimed in more. So, <laughs> what he's got for you guys is some of his your favorite coins, right? Yep. So, this display is actually all of the silver coins I found in 2021. Um, in the middle are two capped bus dimes. Um, so the one is in 1829. That was my first capped bust. It's in beautiful condition. It's going to be hard for the camera to see fully, but um, what's a for us that don't know coins? What's a cap bust? So um, the United States started minting uh, silver coins in 1792. They went okay. from uh flowing hair so we're talking about like the design of lady liberty um, all right flowing hair draped bust and then capped bust if i'm missing one uh correct me coin people out there but so it was a very very early silver coin um only about five hundred thousand were minted um and then my next cap bust was an 1830 dime um so Along with that, along with those, there's some half dollars, some quarters. Um, it's going to be tough for the camera to see fully, but uh, tilt it back to your right there. Okay, now you can move it around. Walking liberties, a lot of mercury, and so harbors, some silver quarters, <laughs> silver dimes. Sorry, Jeff, no Morgans in that one. No Morgans. That I I do need to find a a silver dollar. That's that's another one. But uh, for now my uh, the top of my bucket list is a is a Spanish silver, a colonial silver. Uh, Gold Pro Unlimited's like work it, work it. <laughs> <laughs> some of our some of our guys in here get carried away with the gold with the treasure porn. They just get too excited. <laughs> now do you ever come across any like native artifacts in your ventures i've found some uh like some chips that i think are native but never like never a no doubter let's say um so i guess that's like another area that i could um get into because i'm not like what are you, what are you not an expert when you're talking about chips, are you talking about just a, a, like a flake or a yeah. piece of something that's been worked? Um, well, like, I think they're worked and like they're not complete. Um, it's just like when I'm oh. digging and I see a rock that just looks worked, like I hold on to it. Um, but oh, I've never yeah. gone like in a creek looking for them or I've never found one. <clears throat> and then this is another... Uh, display i have most of this also was from 2021 some from 2020 
but in the middle was my first colonial coin that I found. And I'm pretty sure it's a counterfeit. Um, KG2 would be a contemporary counterfeit. Um, it's got the very bronze look, but around it, I have some other uh, large cents and big coppers, um, some smaller coppers there too, like uh, Buffalo nickels and stuff. But um, up until I found that um, KG2, my 1818 matron was like absolutely beautiful coin. That was one of my favorites I had found. Now I've never, I've never gotten into coins myself. I've, I find coins all the time, but I just never got into collecting them. Um, I I personally collect. I spent my uh, money. <laughs> I I collect tokens and foreign coins that I like, mostly South American, Mexican. But um, now, what's your favorite type of hunting? Uh, woods, fields. Yards. Yeah, um, it's it's got to be yards. Um, fields are nice because you know you don't really need to worry about digging super nice plugs. You still got to fill them in. Um, the woods just like bother me. Like how many little saplings and like like I always like bring the sniper coil when I go. Like it's just tough to really get far down. Digging through stuff. roots. Digging through roots. It's just like a pain. Um, but you know, a nice lawn from a house that you, you know, you can see the stonework, you can see it's stone foundation. Like you're in an old spot and you're in the lawn. Um, like you can't, you know, you can't beat that in my opinion. Right. So one, one of the people that, I, that I've watched in the past has been, um, aqua jigger. Yep. Do you ever I, see his video where he explains about how to read the property? Uh, referring to the um, like the foundation, like looking at right the, where where old buildings might have been at one time and things like that. <laughs> he runs. He I saw he did a video a while back where he explains the things that he sees in, in a yard where a building used to be at one time, where this was at one time. Yep. I, uh, you can ask anyone who's close to me when I'm like driving through an area or especially <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm the passenger in a car and I'm going past and I'm like, that's an old house. That's an old house. <laughs> that's an old house. Like, I wish I could metal effect there. Um, <clears throat> just like, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Like us going over a creek and looking at over the bridge and looking at the water and going, oh, look, there's a sandbar. There's, that looks like a good spot. That looks like a good spot. <laughs> Yep. What would be your best advice on asking permission? Yeah, so again, I um I mostly rely on public land permitted places. Um nearly all of my private permissions have been like like I know someone who knows someone. Um right. I, I don't think I've ever just like cold call knocked on someone's door. I know that that's what a lot of people do. I'm just, maybe I just haven't built up the courage yet or I don't that's know. That's probably gotta be the hardest way too. Yeah. Um, I've tried to, I've actually tried to leave letters. Like here's my email and number. Here's who I am. 
Um, never gotten a response that way. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, maybe someday, and I probably will have to given, you know, I need, I need content. I need things to post. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, the Hoover boys on YouTube. Um, they really, I mean, really, I think I've watched every single one of their videos. Um, and, I would attribute a lot of my like just knowledge about this kind of stuff. And like, when I find something, I know what it is and um, all that kind of stuff to watching that channel. And then that's, that's really when I decided, okay, I want the Equinox. I want to take this seriously um, because I, I was just so into watching YouTube channels, um, not just the Hoover boys, but that's just one example of one that I was really into. Um, Hoover Boys is a good channel, though. Yeah. Along with like Green Mountain Metal Detector. Yep. Oh, these are so many out there. So many good ones. Uh, is there? Is that there? You uh... might be familiar <laughs> with the uh, Relics Recoverist. Yep. Or uh, Naughty Dog Treasures. Order Order. Order. Um, order, order. Yep. It was uh, Square Nail Squirrel was an old one I used to watch. I don't know if he posts anymore, but uh, he was really good with the Equinox and um, taught like teaching about the Equinox, like as he was doing it, like this is the signal and like this is what it sounds like, and like, I appreciate it. I actually that. think he's still around. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I thought I saw him last weekend on the chat room. Okay. During um, detectorist friends of mine lives. Uh, so is there, is, there, uh, is there any place in the world that you'd love to go to metal detector? Yeah. Um, I, I get that question a lot and really it's, it's pretty much right here. Like just I'm old colonial, dude. old colonial farms in America. <laughs> Cause like, I'm into American history, American coins, colonial history, colonial coins. Like, that's what I want to find, really. And so, like, yeah. you know, put me on a, I guess the dream would be like a late 1500s, 1600s pre-colonial farm <laughs> would be like the best place ever for me to metal detect in the world. So, I mean, I, I, I'd I, love to go metal detect for gold in Australia or prospect for gold in alaska but dude i'm i'm pretty happy here being just in the lower 48 i can yep. travel around a bit you know uh and, and and this country's so beautiful anyways i i i've traveled this country I, I know what it looks like all over and it's just so beautiful here everywhere uh well, yeah most mary, everywhere mary jane in real life from washington state has a comment Doctor. I found this community somewhat recently, and I absolutely love this. We love you too, and yep, it's a uh, very positive. I'm so happy. I, uh, you know, I I remember just watching. You know, I I I didn't post. I would just watch all these people find these things, and you know, I said, listen, I think I can. I think I can do this, and here I am. 
What the heck was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> I have no idea. What do you do? Oh, some excitement <laughs> at the Toledo Jazz House. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Any more questions? Got any questions from the chat room here? You guys got any questions? Questions? I don't know. In the oh, that's... Who does name? farm to market. Joseph is talking about his farm. Car wreck, Ed. That, that could be on Jesse's Highway. Jesse's so are you getting younger people involved in doing what you're doing? Yeah, um, I, I would say so. So TikTok, I guess you could say, does lend itself to a younger audience. Yeah. But mm -hmm. ultimately, its algorithm is so good that, like, it is mostly older people who watch me even on TikTok. Um, really? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, when I'm live streaming, especially, um, it might not be the videos that get pushed to young people as much. But like, especially when I'm live streaming on TikTok, like, you know, I know there's kids watching. I, you know, I never curse. I keep it very family friendly. Um and I just like in my videos, I like reiterate, you know, this is how you're supposed to do this. You know, you you're asking permission, you're you're making sure it's legal where you are. Right. If it's a permit, you're giving back historical artifacts. And most importantly, you're digging and leaving it how you found it. Um, that's it. And so as we talked about earlier, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just Prospector Tuck. I'm also now a steward of the hobby and I need to make sure that I'm putting out a good message for, for people young and old. Right. I mean, that's one of our, our, um, our goals here too, is to get young people involved in, in the treasure hunting community because it's, I mean, it's there's a lot of advantages to it, you know, first being outdoors, that yep. alone is just like number one, get them out of the house, get them away from the boob tube. You know, get them outdoors, being outside, and then, you know, getting some exercise while you're at it, you know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot and you're out there doing that. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot of hard work. But at the end of the day, you realize, man, I just <laughs> I did a full day's worth of work here, you know, and, and it had nothing but fun. So yeah, yep. that's uh that's the thing. We like Ed and I, uh, we go, we take whenever we can. We do uh, uh, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and and um, you know things like that. We do demonstrations for them, uh, teach them how to pan, how to look for gold, stuff like that. And I know some of the other metal detectorists. You know, I know that Jocelyn, uh, uh, she does that. She has a, a program where she gives metal detectors away to kids. And that's, we all need to, we all need to support that from the rest of, from the rest of the community whenever, whenever you can, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, 
I, I noticed it the other day I was out and I mentioned I dug for four hours and really just found like modern change um, that I, I was beat after that day. It was like hot sun, like <laughs> tough day. But as right. I'm leaving, um, like there was like no one else in the park except this one guy. He's sitting on his truck bed and he's piloting a like RC plane. And right. I'm like, you know, me and you. Like we were doing something, you know, at least we're, we're outside enjoying our hobby. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, doing something, that was, right. That was pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm out here metal detecting, you're flying your RC plane. Like, you know, you're, you're doing something, you're going outside and, you know, getting out. Yeah. Here's a suggestion that I just, I don't know. You're out metal detecting. Wouldn't be a bad idea to carry a spare one. Okay, some kid comes by. Says, what are you doing? Well, I'm yep. talking, Oh, what are you finding? Uh, how do you do that? Well, let me show you. I got one here for you. You can learn. You know, of course, you want to make sure the parents are there to be yeah. there. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's an opportunity, you know. Uh, that's an opportunity to teach a young kid or a young person how to, um, how to meditate. Give them something to do. I yep. don't know. I just, those are the kinds of things that I think about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, I'm old. I don't have, my thoughts are run weird. <laughs> I just think that it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a hobby and a lifestyle that, that lends itself to good more than bad. So then the, the, if you can push that on to, not push, but if you can teach younger, uh, encourage okay if you can encourage the young people to be more involved in it it, it can't hurt it just yep. can't hurt you know Absolutely. i mean you 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 run into an eight-year-old kid today you're out metal detector and you got an extra one you show him how to metal detect you know 10 years from now he'll look back and go damn that tucker <laughs> He yep. taught me how to do this and look at me now, you know, I, I am what I am because he taught me this. <laughs> yep. I get, I get comments all the time. Um, like, you know, watching with my son or watching with my kids, right. you know? So I, I know there's, there's very young people who, who watch and that's why I, you know, I stay very family friendly and I, right. oh, I, I explain everything as much as I can at the end of the day, you know, when you're when you're being informative, you don't talk down. You just say right. what it is, and and kids right. get it. Um, right. Yeah. And you know, they're not dumb. And you say exactly what's going on, and you say, you know, at the end of the day, if if I'm, you know, people ask what what do I buy for for my kid, and I always say, don't buy like a super cheap thing, like right. like spend the money. Buy something that works. Buy something that works first off you know, and then make sure you have a pinpointer and make sure you have a bag and make sure you have the right shovel. So you're not like, you know, frustrated. Cause when I, when I first started, I was a kid, I had like a garden trowel and no bag and no pinpointer. <laughs> and like, you know, I didn't know what the heck right. I was doing and I still loved it. It's like, you know, so fully explaining what you're doing and why you're doing it and all that is, is super important. And that's a, that's a big reason why I do it. It's really for 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 young people to understand one of, one of the one of the thir first things that i learned uh 
when I was learning to be a football coach, youth football coach, the most important thing about teaching youth anything, anything at all, is you got to make it fun. If it's not fun, they're not interested. Just the way it is, you know. It, it's got to be fun, and and really that holds true for even as an adult. I mean, <clears throat> think about think about if you take an adult out metal detecting, you give them a, a metal detector that's too complicated for them, right? Or a cheap one that doesn't work. You take them out there, and he's not having fun. You think he's coming back to it again? No. Nope. No, because it's about it's what it's about. It's about having fun. It's about the hunt. It's about being with people. And ultimately it's about finding that little bit of treasure. You know? Yep. So yeah, it's gotta be fun or it's they're not gonna do it again. Yep. That was a that was a, that was a something they drove in really hard, you know, when I was learning to coach. Gotta make it fun. If you don't make it fun, they're not gonna come back. So that's what I that's what I try to impart on my viewers and especially you know then we're talking about adults who want to get into this and like I just say like for instance I I recommend people start with the uh the vanquish 440 um and I've had so many people tell me like thank you for telling me to get this machine because it like it works and it's great and you know whatever Cause I don't want you to go and buy something like off Amazon that's gonna like not work. And then you're going to say, Oh, well, you know, this hobby sucks <laughs> and whatever. Right, right. You go and you buy the right shovel and you buy the right pinpointer and you buy a bag. It doesn't need to be the right bag, but, and you buy the right detector. You don't have to go to Equinox right away, but you know, instead of spending a hundred dollars, you spend 200 and you're much happier with yourself and you have a lot better of a time. Yeah, because if you spend that, you'll know whether you want to spend any more at that point. Right. You'll know whether you want to continue this. You know, yep. am I satisfied with what I got or do I want something better? Or do yep. I not care? You know, <laughs> you yep. know, it would, it would be terrible to just go out and just buy a, a gold monster for almost $1,000 and realize i don't like doing this that's what you guys tell everybody about gold prospecting too right that's don't just, go that's, out and spend five thousand dollars on this if you've never done it right you know uh, buy a you gold know. pan and a shovel pan and a shovel fire then if right. you like panning buy a sluice if you like sluicing go from there yep it is work it is I mean, it happens in both both <laughs> hobbies. You'll see the guy come out with his brand new, never done it before, metal detector. It costs him, you know, over a thousand dollars. He gets out there, swings it for half a day, and gets tired and says, "I'm done. This ain't no good. I don't know how to use this. I'll never learn how to use this." You know, it took. It takes time. That's a, and I think that's the problem. Well, we were talking about this earlier with with uh, TikTok. You know, it's instant gratification. <laughs> it takes time to learn your your equipment. You, you're not going to pick it all up in one day. It's going to take you using it over and over again. Painting the same thing. You can't. You're not going to get. You can. You can have the theory, and know the motion, but you're not going to have the feel, the rut, the rhythm, everything you need to actually work your pan to catch your gold. Same with the metal detector. You got to 
learn your machine, learn yeah. your tool. God, I say that so often. <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> of hearing you say it. <laughs> and, and I know they do too. Something I tell people is, you know, if you have the patience for fishing, you'll have the patience for metal detecting. I mean, ultimately, people call it dirt fishing. Like, you know, you're going to cast and you're going to catch weeds, <laughs> metal detecting. You're going to find junk. And I think that's oh, yeah. something people don't understand is that even if you have the best metal detector in the world, if you're not digging junk, you're not doing it right. Like you have right. to, you have to or you're not going to find the good stuff. That massive gold class ring, I'd say it all the time when I'm streaming and I'm finding like nothing but pull tabs pretty much. And people are like, this is boring. It's only pull tabs. I'm like, do you understand that this like, massive gold ring sounded just like these pull tabs? Like you can't not dig, like you you can't, can't just dig, You can't walk by it. You just can't, can't. walk by it. You just no, can't I, can't. It. I can't walk by garbage. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I so, think that's why I like, I like gypsy because, you know, zero discrimination is you got to dig it all out, get that stuff out of the way so you can find the good stuff. And that yep. makes so much sense. You know, yep. not everyone gets the fever. You know, not everyone finds the gold either. Right. <laughs> and that takes time. Like, yeah, yeah, it took me a year to get <laughs> panning down. And PA, panning and prospecting is probably your most important asset. It begins been, with the pan, it ends with the pan. You're awfully brave, pan, PA patriot, because I've been doing this going on 10 years and I still don't trust my pan. I still, <laughs> I still have to use a safety pan. pan. Right, I still use a safety pan because doo-doo occurs, you know? Maybe if I lived somewhere like Two Toes or Dan Hurd, I wouldn't worry about a safety pin. But here in Ohio, I count every little tiny speck I get. I hear you. The PA needs a Miller table. We all do. But yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things, you know. I, I like I, I feel that as as uh. As representing the hobby and stuff, we need those go that go out there go out in a good light, you know. Yep. Not, uh, I mean, because I've seen, I've seen people dig holes and not cover them. I've seen people leave terrible, you know, just terrible <laughs> messes. Like here where I live in the city, you cannot metal detect in any parts. Yep. <laughs> Simply yep. because. In the past, people have done that. People you ruin know. it, right? And and that's and that's the taste I was telling you about earlier. The, the hobbies of in the past have left such a bad taste in people's uh, minds that it's hard for them to get beyond what happened in the past, and it's hard for them to look at things that are happening today. They they see you out metal detector, and they think a of the guy thirty years ago who was out here in the park. Just digging holes everywhere, and some lady walked by, busted her an ankle because guy didn't fill his holes. Right. We, today, I think the majority of us understand that, you yeah. know. So we have to use that and show people that's not what we do anymore. It's, and it's really up to us, us modern day prospectors. 
say. For any type of treasure hunter, really. Right. Treasure hunt. Any type of treasure Pack hunter. out your trash, throw it away properly. Um, dig good we plugs, are, proper plugs. We are stewards. I, I've seen videos, Tucker, where these people aren't digging a proper plug and it's a hole and it's a messy hole. I, I use a, a towel or a piece of uh, rubber roofing where I put the spoils from my plug hole on so I can dump it right back in. I cut a nice U-shape. I encourage, if you're working on plugs, use your own yard. That's what practice. I was just going to say. <laughs> yep. That's that's what I tell people. <laughs> oh, that's where I started. Like when I was that's a kid. That's where I started. And, you know, I'd screw up my backyard and my dad <laughs> would get angry. And that's just like the way it goes. But at least you're screwing up your own lawn. The other thing I tell people is starting at the beach is very helpful to just understand like where the thing is under your coil. Um, and then maybe go to your backyard. Yeah. Even. Um and then, like, that's where I started when I was, like, a young kid metal detecting was really just the beach, like, the dry sand, finding coins. And I never found a precious ring, but I remember finding, like, a non-precious ring and being so excited about it. Um, yeah, so, like, you know, if you're new to metal detecting, dry sand in the beach, your backyard. Um, and ultimately, it, it really makes me cringe when I watch a content creator who's metal detecting not dig like a nice plug like sometimes it happens where the soil is super dry or the sod isn't good and it just crumbles as the way it is um but like god like just dig the semicircle and don't you know don't mess it up and like dig it you know multiple ways and fit it back together like a puzzle like it just shows me you're not you're not as you're not as <laughs> experienced you know what i mean like right so with the experience comes like you just you find where it is then you dig and even i with thousands of hours of metal detecting experience even though it sounds crazy because i'm you know a young person i have dug so many holes in my lifetime i mean all these silver coins for every silver coin there's 50 100 pieces of trash i've dug um even i miss it you know, when I pinpoint with the detector, it's actually in the side of the plug. And I, you know, oh, that sucks. It happened. Oh, but you know yeah. how many times I've dug a plug and I found it and then realized that it's like four inches to the right of where I dug the plug. What's it doing way over there? And so I and so then I gotta think, so do I dig another plug or do I burrow over to it? You know, I yep. <laughs> The, the conundrum i know it. yeah do i just kind of dig under the grass there and get to it or do i just yep. go ahead and cut another hole i've already yep. messed this one up <laughs> yep. and it happens too much it happens and with experience you know you get better and better at it um but yeah i mean i i've seen it in real life like i've been metal detecting at a park i see another guy doing it and I go over and he's just left like a complete mess. And I'm like, man, like you gotta, like, you're making right. me look bad. It's like, I left that mess. Like, you know, so, and you know, 
at the end of the day, people are inexperienced and it doesn't mean you're like a bad person or anything like that. It's just, you'll learn. And, you know, I always say dig a semicircle. It's the best way to do it. Cause you can just back over um, and, and that's it. I used to dig the circle, but I found that, you know, you might not orient it correctly when you put right. it back. And well, so here it I got turns brown before right. it gets right. green. I got a, I got a question. <laughs> When you dig your plug, because I'm not sure whether I'm doing it right or not. When you dig your plug, do you dig straight down or do you give it a bevel? Um, It's like, I guess, a slight bevel. Um, I think ultimately, like when I dig straight down, it might be it's it's a deeper plug um, and it might be a little bit better for the ground, but it's really tough. Um, I, the shovel I use the, uh, lesh T handle, it's serrated. It's, it's built like a brick house. And so it goes right through and it's really tough to pull it out when you go straight, straight down. Um, and so sometimes I don't want to like rip it out of the sod every time. And so the little bit of angle and the little bit of push after you give it in going around helps it. Um, but that's like some real nuanced stuff like that. You just kind of like feel as you go and um yeah so a little bit of an angle i go a little out. bit not not a, not a whole big angle but a yeah. little bit so that you got you're able yep. to get in and out yep okay. yeah because i've always sometimes i'll dig them straight down i don't know why sometimes i'll take them at an angle and you know it's just i yep. I, I because i didn't know i don't know what's a, what would be the proper plug would be one on a slight bevel right Kind of like, kind of like the top of a, a a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. like the, like the conical plug, like that'd be like the perfect plug. But right. Ultimately, if you pinpoint and now you're thinking about the bevel going in, you might be hitting something if you're going too far. So, like giving it like a little bit, and really uh -huh. that little bit is like to help you kind of leverage like it out, but not right, too to get it much. Out. Because if right. you, if you, you know, push too much, then the other thing is you push the side of the plug out right. to the much. other side. Right. And then when you put it back over, there's all this area around it. And so what I often do yes. is I, I push in, <laughs> then I put it back, then I push down, then I push around. Like, it's just over time, you learn like, how to really make it look like how you found it. And even even I, who like, that's what I preach in nearly every video I post. Um, I screw it up, you know, like it happens. Sometimes the plug falls apart because it's too dry. Right. You, know, you miss it. Sometimes the target is like in the sod itself. So you got to dig through the plug and it messes the plug up. Like things happen. But uh, in general, I try to stick to. to well, that. I've noticed that after a couple of years of messed up holes I made, you can't tell they're there anymore. Sure. <laughs> that's a good thing about that's a good thing about Gaia. He heals yep. herself. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I took the time to learn how to dig a proper plug in my own yard. Um, and I found my first silver in my own. Wow. Yeah, I have. Unfortunately, it was a silver rose of a silver, silver, right, Tucker? Yeah, definitely. I found my first half in my yard. It was a Kennedy half. Nice.
That was the first time I took it out too, playing in my yard, trying to figure out my metal detector. And <laughs> I, I found out I found something out about my metal detector. It picks up the rebar in the in the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm digging, I'm digging next to the sidewalk and digging and digging, and I'm not finding a target, but I keep getting a target. And then I finally realized, oh, it's probably the rebar that's in the, the sidewalk. Well, at least it isn't bad as that. Please. No, be quiet, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's going to tell you a story about me digging all day trying to hit this target in California with <laughs> with my with my uh, gold monster, and every time I swung over it over the hole, I was digging. There was it was there, it was there, and I kept digging. And I reached down, and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Finally, the guy that was out there with us, he grabs my metal detector and looks at. It. Checks the hole a little bit. It's about about that far underground on the wall of the, the hole, and it was a piece of foil. Yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't foil, even a good target. Foil it wasn't even a good target. So good though. <laughs> That's what I hate uh, about aluminum. It sounds so good, a lot like gold, and it's like, yep. oh my. The killers of aluminum. Heavy metals. <laughs> What about oil and pull tabs? Yeah, are the cash. Yeah. I hear that. Colin, great seeing you. At... Great seeing you this past weekend, brother. I uh, like I talked about earlier, Tucker. I was at an Audi and I met a few of the people. <coughs> Uh, for the first time, that's in the room now. Uh, somewhere in Ohio, I met him for the weekend and PA Patriot prospecting. And I was reacquainted with an old friend, Heavy Meadow Detective. It's amazing the friendships, like now after being on here for so long, a lot of my friendships are actually from YouTube. Most of them, if not all of them. <laughs> Great. Heck yeah. Well, dang, you, you made it through you the made it two, through hours. two hours. Doctor. Wow. Time flies. Hey, it's been fun. I've had a great time. Um, well, I'm, I'm, we're glad. I, I, we know you were a little nervous. You've never done a actual podcast like this. But it's not that hard, you know. Like I, like I said, it's like sitting around a campground, campsite. Yep. No, chewing the fat. Oh, don't don't <laughs> leave yet, Harry. It's not over yet till the fat lady sings. Oh wait, we don't have a fat wait. lady singer. No, <laughs> it's not done till the credits roll. That would be. Uh... <laughs> One thing I uh, I forgot to mention is a lot of my recent videos have been bottle digging. Um, yeah. I've gotten on this old dump and I've been finding so much. Um, this video, until until I made the Facebook and I have that 20 million view random video on there, this was my most viewed video on TikTok is a 1949 Coca-Cola bottle. Awesome. Uh, Cool. It's special because it's, oh, it's clear 
And yeah. so the old ones used to be green. And so mm -hmm. during World War II, they made them clear because they were keeping the copper from right. the copper made them green. Um, so this was a special bottle I found and it had like 9 million on TikTok, which up until like a few days ago was my most. Yeah, they're, they're not that they're not that common. No. So, and then to so, find one in a bottle dump, not broke or crack. And it's intact. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, Tucker. And yeah. now all all the artifacts and stuff on your channel art, is that all personal finds? Yep. Yep. Some nice stuff there, buddy. Nice Thanks. stuff. Are you are you creating art with your your pies? No, he's talking about the uh, the like the channel banner I got. Oh, the banner, the banner. So, okay. You know, I have they're like stock images of those coins, but like right. for instance, that second prize men's single canoe on there was a a like a medallion. I think it would have been a key fob, maybe, but it says. It's like a silver token. It says men's single canoe second prize. Um, here, here, here so here's something to look for. And, and you, you wouldn't believe that it's going to be a valuable item. Any badges or awards for marble tournaments? Hmm. You'd be surprised as many people pay for those things. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The old. That so if you're out Mali texting and you run, a I, I'm a marble guy. A marble <laughs> award. Yeah, marble yep. awards, stuff like that. Because they they used to they used to they used to have tournaments, uh, and they were national back in the 40s, 50s. There was it was a big thing, uh, pre World War II also. But you find any kind of awards like that, especially Mali texting pins or badges, dude. <laughs> Okay. It's it's crazy. Hell, there's 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 pieces of glass shaped into round balls that are worth hundreds of, of you know up a thousand dollars a piece. You know. Yep. I found some uh some marbles while digging, and I actually the video I posted yesterday um I found a marble while digging in that dump. But I'm I'm just not an expert. That that's another thing I want to like research a little more so that I know what I'm talking about if I find one because I just don't know. It looked could have been old, but it also looked, you know. Well, you're gonna, they have marbles and and a couple of different categories by my book. Uh, Ellsworth, say hi to the girls for us, Lacey. And yes, Lacey, Uncle Jesse is nuts. He's Bye. Crazy. He's crazy. I'm looking for a book. I can't find it. Don't worry about it, Jesse. Yeah, don't worry about there's, it, there, Jesse. There's, Listen uh, to your producer over there. Don't worry there, about it. There, there's books on it. Um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Black, I think is his name. But he, he's got a a, 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 a dictionary. Uh, 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 not a dictionary, but a reference guide that that shows you all the different types of marbles. Like I say, there's pre World War II marbles. There's marbles that are post World War. Uh, those are different categories. There's German marbles. German marbles are awesome. So yeah, anytime you find a marble, don't don't pass them by. Hang on to them, collect them. 
at some point you'll run into somebody that uh, knows their marbles and can tell you if you got anything worth any, anything that looks like an onion skin, anything that's got uh, lots of really thin swirls running through it. Those are typically German marbles. They were in their pre-World War II, very valuable marbles, hard to find. But we had tons of them here back before the war. So they're around, you know. Yeah. I, I I like marbles because I played marbles growing up. I I, I played marbles. Yeah, we all. know you're older than dirt, Jesse. You played with yeah. clay marbles. I have some of those too. Probably uh, you were you're so old you had to chip your marble the stones round to play marbles. <laughs> he lost his marbles. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's you know. Uh, it's amazing some of the things, the value of things that you look at today and go, well, that ain't nothing. That's just a marble. You show that to the right person, it could be a, a thousand dollar marble. I've got $30 marbles, you know, that you look at and you go, well, how's that worth 30 bucks? Well, because that's what I paid for it. <laughs> so. You're the one willing to pay 30 bucks. But I'm not the only one. Uh, trust me, I'm not the only one. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, amazing what collectors would buy, will buy. Yep, yep, They'll buy it all. Yeah, I know, JP, you, you lost yours a long time ago. <laughs> uh, we're we're a little in overtime, Tucker. Again, I appreciate you joining us. I'm glad you ended up staying for the whole show. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Alrighty. Well, it seemed you. like everybody was enjoying the chat, was enjoying what you were talking about. Some people are in here learning things, and that's always cool. Uh, I was. Uh, Hi, Lacey. Who's Lacey? Ellsworth, one of the girls. Oh, hi. They were at Flash really nice. Bash two years ago. Right. Yes. Or at the Double D. Yes. Yeah. Girls give great hugs. Give the girls a hugs for me, Ellsworth. For all of us. Yeah. Um, as you were saying, <laughs> Becker, I'm sorry. All good. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I had a great time. Uh well, always, always excited to talk about this stuff. Um, yep, and have people to talk about it with. Uh thanks to everyone in the chat for being so positive. Having a good time. I see David. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, that, that's all for me. Yeah, we uh, appreciate you being here. Dude. It, was, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And we appreciate it. Uh, next week, as always, it's Open Line Tuesday, the last uh, Tuesday of the month. Um, we have a good June lineup already for you all. Uh, Fossick coming up here before too long, the middle of next month, and hope to see some of you there. And right. anything else, Jesse? Well, uh, just yeah, we got Fossick and then uh, Gold Rush Gold Day, Rush days, yeah, yeah. Gold Rush Day, uh, Labor Day. We have every, every uh, uh, to talk here that every uh, last. Tuesday of the month, we have open line. Yeah. Tuesday, you come on, 
you got something to announce, something to talk about, something you want to put out to the web page, another audience. Come on, say hi, do your thing, and you know, you picked up a few more subscribers tonight. I noticed in the chat. Yep, nice again, and most important of all. Thank you, all of you who join us every Tuesday and everyone who's lurking. And oh, yes, don't all forget our lurkers. New viewers, welcome to the Flash Fam. Everybody over at Spotify and iHeartRadio who listens to the replay, thank you very much. Uh, on that note, until next time, may you always have a flash in your pan. You know what he's going to say next. That's right, because it does happen, right, PA? Right somewhere in Ohio? It does happen. Run for the Hills or Radio? does happen. Maybe one day, too. Will, you on the river. Uh, good night, everybody. God bless. As of now, we are out of here. Good night, everyone. Hi, Joseph. Thanks for coming over from Mumble. Terry Curry. Hello. Good night, Mike. Have a bloody good day down in the Or is that the bread? Campsite. Call in. See you soon, I hope. Good night, boy. Ellsworth. Thank you. Robert Devotty. Not a problem, Tucker. Thank you. Poof. He's gone. Poof. Poof. Access stage left. Yeah. Right. Oh, goodness. He's got to go to school. He's got to go to school. Yeah, that school does that. After party on GPS, according to Mr. Lodak. After party, GPS. Yeah.